Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's Sean Mooney, host of Upside of 40. And uh, I want to thank you for taking some time out here to listen to this bonus episode. Now, Upside of 40 is for men over the age of 40 and beyond, hence the title. And uh, in this podcast, we talk about all the things we deal with, us men of a certain age, everything from uh, sex, health, uh, fitness, finance, and we even teach you how to grill a perfect steak. Everything you want to talk about, I've got an expert to help you learn more about it. Now, in this bonus episode that uh, we're put up here, it features a recent guest. His name is Dr. Ben Reuter. He's an exercise physiologist from FitLab Pittsburgh. And Dr. Reuter talks about the difference between movement and exercise and whether movement can work for the person who doesn't regularly exercise. Now, Dr. Reuter talks about the state of movement among people today. Are we moving as much as we should? See, he has a theory that you can incorporate your everyday movement into getting you in better shape and making you healthier. So I hope you enjoy this clip. If you like what you hear, please go to your favorite uh, podcast platform, wherever you download your favorite podcast, and include Upside of 40 with Sean Mooney. All right, take a listen. Is there a nutritional side to this as well, Ben? Uh, about 85%. It's about okay. 15% physical and 80, at 85%. And I think you know that's an entirely another podcast episode. We do a, a horrible job, by and large, yeah. of providing people with good education of what's good food and what's bad food and what's a suitable amount of food. I, I mentioned I interviewed the sleep researcher uh, who's based in Australia. And one of the things he mentioned is, man, when I come to the U.S., you Americans, your portions are so huge. No wonder you're fat. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, God, go to a, a, you know, one of those California kitchens or something. You got, you know, I, I'm not ordering for four people. <laughs> what am I supposed and, to do with and- a bowl? And for me, that's why I track my nutri- track what I put in my mouth. I mean, there are, there are, it's an estimate, but it gives me an idea and a starting point so I can address. And actually, since I I did that, I've dropped about fifteen pounds. Not because I was consciously trying to do it, but just because I was conscious of what I was putting in my mouth, rather than just mindlessly. When somebody said, "Hey, you want to share dessert?" I would say I would look at it and say, "Well, you know, I had dessert for lunch, so I don't really need it." So it made me more conscious about what I was doing. Well, and that, and like you said, that is another podcast, but uh, that is a huge part of it. And and working into that uh, movement lifestyle, uh, like you said, whether it involves you know intermittent fasting, I mean, you're challenging yourself all along the way. But a lot of it comes down with just not how much you, uh, you know, how often you eat, but how big the portions are when you're doing it. 
I I think I could not put it better than that. I mean, just the amount of food that that that, that we have a tendency to eat is probably well well above what we need to survive you know and i and i think uh you know one of the things there's there's some great people doing great education on that just making people aware of you know as you said just because you're going to a california kitchen and they say the dish or any other restaurant and they say you know the dish uh the dish has 3500 calories in it because a lot of them are doing nutritional things that doesn't mean you need to eat that whole dish you know some of these restaurants the entree that you order that may be dinner tonight, lunch for you and your girlfriend tomorrow. Yeah. Well, and, it, and it's funny because we mentioned portion size and, and my wife and I did the uh, the whole 30. And I realized that we made it. We did the 30 days. And after it was over, I kind of realized it wasn't what we, the food and everything. It's, it, it's just I became so conscious of what we were, we were eating that my portion size, I think I cut in half and I lost 10 pounds. And it wasn't because of that diet. It was just because... I became aware, and I think that has a whole lot to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a great insight of it. You became much more aware of what you were putting in your mouth and when you were putting it. I mean, you know, how often have we gone to a, a, a Mexican restaurant, and the first thing they do is they bring out the chips and salsa, and we're talking with our friends, and they bring out another another yeah. bowl of the chips. And before we know it, we've gone through two bowls of chips because we're just talking and dipping, and we don't think about it. So we probably we, we probably have eaten more than than uh, <laughs> what the entree is. So there's a lot of mindlessness, and I think things like the whole thirty, for some people like like yourself, they make you much more mindful of what, what am I doing. I've I've had friends who've done it, and they they haven't stayed with it past the thirty days, but they've said, you know, I've become much more aware of I, what I eat, and I've taken these, <laughs> you know, and I've taken these things that I learned from, and I learned right. that you know I. I like I like this thing and I and I and I like having you know you know not waking up after going to a restaurant and feeling like I had a gut bomb. Yeah. Well, and you know what we do now is when we go out we order one entree. And that, and it's it's amazing how perfect the meal is. You walk out of there and feel like, "Oh my god, cuz you you get the you get your order and it comes and you just feel obligated and you're like, "Ah, I'm not going to take it home. It'll we won't it'll end up in the fridge and nobody it'll just be there 2 months from now." So we we just order one entree and split it and might get a salad and it's perfect. And I when I go out with my girlfriend very often we will split a salad and maybe share one or two appetizers. Yes, yeah. I mean there's a lot of things you can do and and like you said that's another podcast down the road. But I do want to bring up because I think it works right into uh, movement here is people and their their pets, uh, especially dogs, that they can become a regular part of your exercise of your movement. And uh, I know with the uh, Fit Lab PGH, that that is really the concept of it, right? That actually, I was. I'm a huge Labrador person. I have right. two Labradors, and Fit Lab, uh, Fitness Lab Pittsburgh, and then I just came up with Luck with the logo. But we do three to, on YouTube uh, three times a week. We do one minute movement tip, lifestyle hack videos. And very often, we you know we talked a few minutes ago about the mindfulness of being outside. Very often, my ideas will come when I'm with my dog. So that there's lots of dog pictures. And actually, if I can give a shout out to somebody I interviewed for one of my podcasts, there's a lady called uh, Trisha Montgomery who started a franchise business called Canine Fit Club, which is a series of fitness facilities across the U.S. where people come and they exercise in a safe environment with their dogs with proper education on movement. And I think that's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, because you, I mean, 
walking your dog is a great exercise. I, I take, I call him the beast. He's uh, over a hundred pounds and, um, he doesn't walk with me. I mean, I, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's just short of a jog when I go out there with him. And it really, it's, I can go out for 20 minutes and my heart rate is you know, up over a hundred because that's just his, his pace. And so, uh, and as I mentioned before, they are the greatest creatures of habit. I mean, if you, if you, if you have a, if you're lacking there, <laughs> start taking your dog out every day at a certain time. And that animal is going to be right there going, okay, it's uh, they don't even need to watch. They know exactly when you're supposed to be going out there. So I, I love that concept. I watched a, a few of your videos. I was like, this is a great idea. This is a, you know, get people moving that wouldn't normally do it on a regular schedule. Well, and the thing is, you probably experienced this with your dog, too, just the excitement of the dog going out, the excitement of uh, of the dog walking. I mean, you could do the same route every day, and there's new smells for the dog. And it's, you know, you've, you've heard the old saying, a bad round of golf is better than a good day in the office. I have yeah. never had a worse attitude after finished walking or running with my dogs than I had when I started. I always finish with a smile on their face just because they're getting so much joy. Yeah, and I tell you, I, I'm even afraid to say the word. Uh, you know, I, I spell it because if he hears it, man, he just goes crazy. You know, and it's, they're, they're smart animals. But that's great. That is a really great point. But there's no more joy uh, that you, you can see expressed than an animal that knows it's going to get to go outside with with their owner, with their, their you know their favorite person in the world. It's like what else? What else is there? You know, <laughs> we can learn a lot from that lesson. I agree. So I, I think I butchered it a bit. Again, say what is it? It's FitLab PGH. What is the so FitLab? That's the abbreviation. Uh, but if people Google F I T L A B PGH, they will be able to see our Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube, and pull up that podcast. There'll also be links to Moving to Live. Um, FitLab Pittsburgh is basically emphasizing people or movement opportunities in the Pittsburgh area. Moving to Live has some. Uh, very knowledgeable people sharing their story, how they became movement professionals, and then advice uh, career-wise. I mentioned uh, Trisha Montgomery talked about her path to becoming a fitness professional. Um, I actually just recently, it hasn't aired yet, uh, this will be right down your alley since you're a, do a dog lover, uh, a lady who has a business where she puts together first aid kits. She's actually a veterinarian. She puts together first aid kits and first aid education for dogs. So that owners know what to do if they're out with their dogs and their dog uh, has an unforeseen accident. Yeah. Well, what is really great about this, uh, the whole movement movement, is you can start at any level uh, and work your way up, get to a certain point and say, I'm comfortable with this. Or you can just keep taking it to the next level, uh, you know, for wherever you're going to start. But the, the big point here, uh, Ben, I believe you're making is start moving. I think that, yeah, I can't put it better. Start moving. And, you know, find somebody who holds you accounter, accountable, whether it's a two-legged or a four-legged person or animal. Yeah. And, and get them moving with you. Exactly. Right. You mentioned, you know, with, with your pets, and I know that you've got the FitLab uh, PGH, and uh, that's, that's a, a big part of it. A dog can be a very big motiva motivator for you, especially if, you know, they have uh, – they're creatures of habit. And if you take – you're supposed to take them out for – uh, a morning walk, then every day they're waiting for you to take them for a walk. And if you don't, they're like, dude, what's up? You know, so uh, that could be a big part of it, right? 
That's that's a huge part. I unfortunately a few months back lost one of my Labradors uh, four years ago. She'd be diagnosed with epilepsy, and I really made it a priority to get her out with her in the park and take walks and jog with her. And I know every time that uh, I went to see the neurologist, yeah, I know it's strange. My dog had a neurologist. Mm-hmm. She would say, "You're doing something good with this dog because her heart rate is very very slow and very very strong." And I think she benefited throughout it. I know people benefit by having, as you said, a dog that holds them responsible or maybe a good friend or a spouse who says, hey, you said we were going to walk today. Let's walk. 